In this episode of Uncooked Conversations, we talk about the political climate and how we can have more unity instead of division. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Allie. And this is Uncooked Uncooked Conversations. Conversations. Where we talk about life, family, business, and everything in between. All right. Well, we got 25 minutes to get this done. Let's be succinct and smart. And clear. And clear. And let's go. Let's talk about let's things. Let's not fight. Unlike the rest of the world. <laughs> I think about some of the earlier years in our marriage where we would fight and like just go round and round and round in circles, arguing about the same thing, just trying to be heard and understood. And it just the energy and the hours that it yeah. would take to really get to the bottom of something, like it was exhausting. It's crazy because all of that effort is really for the singular purpose of hear me. Mm-hmm. Hear me, like know me, understand me. Because mm-hmm. that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to be heard and for their feelings to be validated. Yeah. Like on the micro and macro scale. Yeah. And I think that that plays really nicely into what we're going to talk about today, um, which kind of is around the energy that we waste and all of the divisiveness that's going on. I, I don't know how to capture the essence of it, but I think we'll we'll just jump right in. Just kind of the idea of like a house divided cannot stand. Mm-hmm. It just kind of covers sort of every range of human modality, like families, you know, friendships, relationships. Countries. Countries. And our <clears throat> planet ultimately. I think the universe, <laughs> the universe and everything in it. <laughs> um, I think to give some context of where we are right now, because this is such a fascinating time that we're recording. I was thinking volatile, but fascinating is good, too. <laughs> Just trying to take a slightly more positive approach to it, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. So today is uh, October 31st. It's Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Um, and so we are three, four days away from the elections and perhaps in three to four days, maybe several more if, you know, they're still waiting on some votes, we will know who the next president is. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting. um, And we kind of did this intentionally having this conversation before the elections. It always takes us a week or two to get the podcast out. And so we're already going to know who the president is and what's going to happen afterwards. Super weird. Yeah. Once this podcast is actually out. But I think that so first of all, if who you wanted to win lost, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. If who you wanted to win won, great. Mm-hmm. But also look to your left and right and the people who are disappointed, severely yeah. disappointed by the and outcome scared. and scared and encourage them. Don't say, yes, I won. Ha ha. In your face. Like look to your right and your left at the people who are disappointed and offer support and be like, I understand why you wanted so-and-so to win. Yeah. And they didn't because you care about these issues and now you're afraid that they're not going to get addressed. Yeah. I mean, it really comes back down to being seen, heard, validated. It's really unfortunate, quick sidebar, that I don't know about everyone in the world, but this is how I feel. Like voting is now feels really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's so much divisiveness happening, which is what led us to this thought process, I think, to start with. 
that like people are afraid to say who they're voting for yep. or they wear it like this badge of honor, even though they know like they're going to be attacked for it. And <clears throat> which is really a more defensive posture Yeah, when you're like, I'm voting for so-and-so and if you're not with me, then you're against me. And so it's sort of like you're proud of your stance, but there's this hardness to it. Yeah. Because there's this like, I'm not willing to receive other perspectives and acknowledge that somebody else cares about different things or sees even if they care about the same exact thing, they just might see it from a different angle. Yeah. Well, and so what I was saying is that like it's it's really unfortunate that this process that literally people have died to create. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy because people worked so hard to be able to have their voices heard in this system. And now it's so cloudy and so muddy and it feels painful. I feel like painful about voting because it's like, okay, well, every choice you've given me is going to make me hurt somehow or hurt somebody. Like I can't make a choice now in, in the like political climate and not be hurting somebody. Mm. And it's really unfortunate. And I don't think at all that that's what should be happening or how it should work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a whole other podcast, but it makes me sad, you know, and people really care about these, these issues and just the way like politics galvanizes people's like fears and people's care and says like if you vote for me you're voting for this thing you really care about and like essentially saying that the other person if you vote for them you're saying that you don't care yes a hundred percent and i think that's the struggle that everybody feels right now is that we you know the large the larger portion of our country, more than larger portion of our country, cares about very worthy things. Yeah. Very worthy things. And we might see it from different angles and we might see the solution from different perspectives. But at the core of it, we all care deeply. But just like you said, the politics in it just turns us all against each other. Mm -hmm. And it's like making you choose sides between which things you care about more and well if you really care about this thing then you'll do it this way how could way. you vote for that guy mm -hmm. yeah and i think to really ground some of these thoughts out in terms of more kind of like applying it to our life and some things to really consider for yourselves as well as for us um so we have been reading this book called taking the war out of your words and it's much more um, like a communication book for relationships, especially for marriage. Um, but it was really coming to my mind earlier when I was thinking about how, you know, we, he we have all these news articles that are pitting us against each other and that are kind of blaming the other person or causing us to feel this like anger, like, yeah, they did that to me, this people group, this person, this, you know, whoever. And essentially, that's what all of our media is designed to do is make us feel really big, fearful, angry emotions and then lash out at the other person, divide and conquer, duh. Um, but kind of bringing this back to us, I really feel like there is a very key piece of personal growth that we as a collective uh, Americans, if you will, need to go through. 
especially with the way that we've, dare I say it, been abused by the media to be jerked along all of these, you know, I don't know, like this emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And I think we need to stop and examine when we feel this anger toward another individual, whether we know them personally or not, toward another people group, toward another country, toward another political party, like whatever it is, we need to stop and look at that anger and really look at where is it coming from and is this anger causing causing me to take the humanity out of the other person and cause me to look at the other person in terms of like black and white thinking and sort of like defacing them yeah as opposed to making them simplified so yep. that you're not considering the the multitude of what's making this particular thing happen mm-hmm. like all of the the many thought processes and pro- thought processes and you know traumas and feelings and situational uh you know situations that are causing this moment yeah which kind of in essence is empathy just right. being able to take on another person's perspective right and understand life from their point of view and it doesn't make your view any less valid and i think this is the challenge is often we can feel especially i mean let's just like zoom in to like a marital dynamic because this is you know something a lot of us have seen and experienced is we can often feel like if i see the other person and see from their perspective then it makes my perspective invalid and that i'm not going to be seen and i'm not going to be heard right like there's a limited amount of validation to go Mm -hmm. around in the relationship and if i give you the validation i don't get it and sometimes the other person is incapable either in that particular moment because they're so triggered and angry or just because they do not have that skill yet emotionally yeah and this i is where that turning inward, that growth lies to be able to look to the other person and see from their perspective, but also turn to yourself and see your perspective and validate it, even if nobody else is validating it for you. Yeah. And it takes a lot of time and effort and practice to do this. But I think if we can start to turn both inward and look to our right and our left and appreciating the variety of perspectives and realize that the other person is not actually attacking us, even though it's been made to seem like everybody's against us. Yeah. Or that they are attacking us, but it's not because that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the War of Words is all about. Is like literally, we've been trained in one way of communicating, and it's mm-hmm. the communication of war. You know, it's defensive and it's protective and it's lash out. Mm-hmm. And like if that's the only communication style people know, which is almost everybody, then you're going to feel attacked because that's literally all they have. It's it's good stuff. I did want to come back to one thought. When you were talking about the anger, when you're feeling angry or somebody else feels angry and you start to dissect that, so, something that's pretty a kind of basic thought in um you know, like therapy and psychology is that anger isn't a real emotion. It's a surface emotion Mm. and that there's always a deeper emotion and generally it's fear. Mm, Fear or sadness. Yeah, fear or sadness. Mm -hmm. And Because the anger, I mean, it's a a real emotion, but it's a protective emotion. And yes, exactly like you said, it's that surface emotion and there's always something deeper. Right. But that anger protects us. 
And if if you can get used to when you feel angry, taking a breath and going like, okay, how can I sit with what I'm really feeling? Um, which is none of the stuff we're talking about is easy. Like none of this is easy. This is all hard. It all takes commitment. It all takes uh, effort for sure. And examples too. And examples, but it's doable. It's doable. You know, like we've been doing it in our relationship and I came from, you know, a place of like, I had no other emotions besides frustration and anger and, you know, a little bit of happiness every now and again. And I would say I've, I've broadened my emotional range. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. So when you hit those, those hot spots, like number one, when you're flooded, it's worthless to talk. So, you know, take, take flooded meaning just when you feel that overwhelming sense of anger where you've got that heat in your body and you just kind of feel it very activated. Like you just need to like get something out or run or something. Yeah. And that's a biological response and it lasts at least 20 minutes. Like the hormones that are producing that feeling in your body. So once you've hit that state, you just need to like, you know, take five, take 20, go, (laughs) uh, go, you know, walk, cool off, whatever. Don't try to keep hashing it out. It doesn't work. Um, But during that time, don't stew. You've got to like go inside, you know, try to release that anger. And if you can get to those real like the deeper emotions of like sadness or fear. Um, And that's what everyone's feeling right now. Yeah, I would say mostly is fear. And I think that's why like the image I'm getting in my mind right now is like, especially this Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving dinner with family and everyone had or friends and everybody has different political views, even if you're on in the same quote unquote party, like you have different perspectives of how things should and shouldn't be done. And, you know, there can be so much like heatedness and anger and tension in this. And everyone's like, well, blah, 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 well, da, 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 you know, and all this like, you know, that warlike communication. Yeah. And I think the reason it gets so heated is because there's actually really deeply held values and beliefs that either we're sad about because we don't feel like they're being acknowledged or addressed or we're scared because we fear that something bad is going to happen that they're not getting acknowledged or addressed yeah and i think that or they'll be taken away and i think that when we can look at another person and see their anger and frustration but then go a layer deeper and say well maybe they're actually just feeling really sad and disappointed about something they really care about. I think that will lead to tremendously more productive conversation and really true connection between each other. Like I think these political atmospheres have the beautiful opportunity to bring more connection because it gets Mm. us talking about bigger issues that we all think about as adults and and care about on some level or another, but we just don't have a constructive way to talk about it right now because the media has completely brainwashed us to attack, play attacker and play victim. Yeah. But if we can start to extract ourselves from that victim and from that attacker mentality, and it takes a lot of reprogramming because we've been born and bred into it, but start to turn and look at the the things that we're caring about, like I think we're going to find so much more unity and we're going to lock arms more because it's like, yeah, we actually all care about these things. I care about this aspect of it and you care about that aspect of it and they can both coexist and yeah. and be beautiful. Yeah, and I think 
you know, the other sort of trick that politics pulls is that there can be only one winner. Yep. And like in true sort of like a true government, it's the whole purpose of it is to win-win. It's like for the people, not for like one people group. Yeah. And if you, you know, take it back to the marriage relationship, like there's not a winner in marriage. No winners in marriage. You don't win (laughs) (laughs) marriage. Like uh, we're both it's a win-win. We're all winners. Well, you know, it's like when you put like <laughs> You the, can't win an argument. You can only cause more division. Yeah. And if if you put like the the context of like there's supposed to be a winner in this, like yeah. you're playing the completely wrong game. Yeah. Like you need to be in the context of how do we create unity and connection because that's what this is about, human to human relationship, connection, intimacy. And that's what us being Americans is about and being citizens of the world is about. And what being neighbors is about and like it just everything, like it's about the connection. Yeah. And we miss that. And I don't think we need to. Yeah, true. All right. Well, we wish we could talk about this much longer, but our nanny has to leave. (laughs) So um, I hope that you guys found some value in this conversation. We care. We care. We care a lot about everything that's happening right now and And we're sorry if you're sad and we're sad with you yeah go to our social media uh instagram at uncooked convos um we love getting messages and all of that you know you can find our facebook page um and really the most important thing is leave a review uh that helps us a lot if you want to you know keep supporting this podcast yeah and until next time we're We're on on the the journey journey with with you. you I remembered it that time. If you enjoy listening to Uncooked Conversations as much as we love bringing it to you, and you'd like to support our efforts to bring you laughter, vulnerability, education, all wrapped up in one podcast, then click the link in the description. It'll take you to our Patreon where you can become a supporter of two different tiers. So go ahead and click the link below or go to patreon.com slash uncooked conversations. 